this um, little thought has been kind of running over in my mind since I got back from Admit, and um, I haven't preached it anywhere, just something that I've been thinking about, haven't really formalized any notes on it just until this afternoon, and just a thought that's been running over in my mind, <clears throat> and um, just want to see if I can share it with you tonight, amen, like our uh, charismatic friends, I just want to share it with you. Amen. I'm kidding, guys. That is a joke. You can laugh. Matthew 22, 15 through 21. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of man. I mean, they're thinking about scripture here. And the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. And they try to bring this up to Jesus and say, what do you think about Caesar? And so they say in verse 17, tell us therefore what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? Jesus perceived their wickedness, the Bible says. Said, why tempt me? Tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he said unto them, whose is this image and superscription? Amen. Everybody say, whose is this image? Amen. They said unto him, Caesar's. They Then saith he unto them, render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Amen. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. How do we identify what is Caesar's? has his image on it. And render unto God the things that are God's. How do we know it's God's? has his image on it. Amen. Why don't you lay down your Bibles. Let's ask the Lord to help us in the remainder of this service. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to be in your house, Lord. I pray that you would, Lord, speak to me tonight. Give me an ear to hear. Give grace to the hearers of your word. Lord, help us to respond according to your word, Lord, as you would have us to do so in this service tonight. Touch every heart. Touch every mind. Bind us together in, my, in, in the unity of the Spirit. God, in one mind and one accord and accomplish your perfect will before we leave this place tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't we praise the Lord before we're seated? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Lord, I worship you. God, I praise you. God, you alone, God, I magnify. You alone, I praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, you can be seated tonight. Amen. Talk to you tonight about the, the image of God um, tonight. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 through 18. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. Paul says that because of the hope that we've been given, we use plain speech. We can, we can, we can articulate it clearly. We can, we can explain it away. We can help you understand it. Not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could, st could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished, but their minds were blinded, for unto this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which, is, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. 
Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He said, nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, when it shall turn to the spirit, there is, uh, the veil shall be taken away. We can understand a little more clearly. We can, we can see, we can comprehend, amen, better, amen, because we're not now bound or blinded, amen, by the letter of the law. Amen. Now the Lord is that spirit where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. But we all, with open face, amen, not behind a veil, but we have an open face, beholding as in a glass, or that word is, could also be translated as mirror. We look in a mirror, and we behold the glory of the Lord, are, and are changed into the same image from glory to glory. That image that we see in the mirror, I mean, we are changed into that image. And when we get the opportunity, amen, because the veil has been taken away and because God has revealed, amen, to his church today, amen, the things that are yet to come, amen, revival, amen, the baptism of many souls in Jesus' name and the spirit of God, amen, these things, amen, we behold, amen, as in a glass and are changed into that image. Amen. I want to be like what I see in that mirror. I want to reflect the image of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're changed into the image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not by programs or um, things like that. It's not by organized religion it's by the Spirit of the Lord. That's what will produce the image that we should be reflecting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord should change us from glory to glory. The Spirit of the Lord, when we receive the Holy Ghost and we speak in other tongues, amen, we ought to be transformed. Hallelujah. We shouldn't stay the same. Amen. We shouldn't live the same way, amen, that we've been living. Hallelujah. Amen. And Paul, writing to the Corinthians, said it's an ongoing process. Amen. You're not saved the moment that you pray through and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If that were the case, amen, God would strike you dead the moment you speak in other tongues. But this is an ongoing process. Hallelujah. From glory to glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the Old Testament. And of the New Testament. The Jews constantly struggled with the same problem again and again and again. The Lord tells us that he hates it. Amen. He uses very strong language. Amen. Against these people. Amen. They keep falling into the same rut. And the rut is that they would make unto themselves graven images. Amen. Their, their portrayal, their design of what God looks like and what he should be. It is their imagination that constructs uh, their image of what God is, of God. Their image of God. But it isn't the image of God. Amen. Exodus chapter 20, verse five, 4 through 5. Thou shalt not make unto thee any 
graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. He said that those, uh, amen, that are not interested in taking on my image uh, and that are not interested in becoming like me, but they form their own image and their own likeness of what they want God to be and try to aspire to that corrupted image. And God says, those are the people that hate me. Hates me. They hate me. Amen. Leviticus 26 and 1. Ye shall make no idols nor graven image. Neither rear you up a standing image. Neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it. For I am the Lord your God. Amen. These man-made images, portrayals of God. Amen. Inherit the corruption of the men who created them. Amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 23 says, And changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-feeted beasts and creeping things. So they take the glory of God, the thing that we should be changing ourselves and molding ourselves into, and they take that and they try to corrupt it and they dumb it down and make and reason away. It's more than just uh, images of stone and wood, amen, that I'm talking about tonight. Amen, the images that men create of God, amen, are, are is false doctrine. Amen, we're talking about Trinity and, and, and those, uh, amen, these images of God, amen, are corrupt. Amen, because they've been designed by other men. Amen. Amen. The only image that is incorruptible is the image of God. The only image that you cannot corrupt is God's image. And you can't create God's image. You can't do it. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how many um, pantries you help serve out or how many homeless shelters you go to and work at. Amen. You have to. It's more than just the works of the flesh. Amen. The prophet said the works of our flesh are as filthy rags. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the glory of an incorruptible, of an uncorruptible God is now, amen, dumbed down. And they try, amen, in their efforts and their feeble attempts to create, amen, another alternative, an alternative God, another religion, amen, all these other things, amen, they corrupt it. Amen. And they corrupt the image of God. Amen. And I, I want to skip ahead here for a sec. Because I want you to understand. Scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, 27. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. Over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. From the very beginning, when God created man, amen, his original plan was for us to reflect his image. 
From the very beginning, from the onset, when he created Adam and formed him from the dust of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life, when light shined on Adam's face, God wanted to, for him to portray the image of God. Amen. It wasn't just, amen. It wasn't, um, it wasn't any other image. There was no other God to reflect. There was no other perfect image. This was a perfect reflection of God's image. But time, amen, came and time passed. Amen. And Adam, amen, we know the story how Adam and Eve, amen, disobeyed God's command to not eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. Amen. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so, Amen. The image of God begins to take on, amen, this image that Adam is trying to portray of God, amen, begins to be corrupted. Amen. And then you fast forward, amen, 6,000 years, amen, and we are where we are today, amen. We see, amen, a corrupt image. This world has such a distorted, amen, idea and concept of who God really is. They don't know, they don't understand, they don't realize, amen, that the image that they have of God is nothing more than a corrupted image. It's nothing more than just a tradition, amen, pounding into the head that this is what God looks like. This is who God is. He, he is, he, he's not going to forgive you of your sins or you can live however you want to or, or you can, and all this distortion, amen, in front of the image of God. I mean, this makes our responsibility. I mean, I'm sorry for my voice here tonight. I mean, but this makes uh, your responsibility and my responsibility so much more important because we've got to, as perfectly as possible, reproduce and portray an image that is incorrupt. Amen. On this earth, amen, as we go to work, amen, every day that we live, every day that we pray, amen, every day that we talk to God, God, make me in your image. Change me. Make me more like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 5. Amen. I, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but it's okay. Amen. But if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. Hallelujah. And Paul is writing to the Corinthians. I mean, Apostle Paul says, this image of God illuminated by the gospel, amen, by baptism, amen, by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, amen, that light of the gospel, amen, is shining on an image, a perfect image, an incorrupted, an uncorrupted image, an image that we can only find, amen, in its perfect state through the word of God, amen, it's not that we can Build. It's nothing that we can create. I mean, it's the image of God. I don't know about you, friend, but I want to, I want to portray his image. I want when people, I mean, look at me, I mean, they see a bright, shining reflection of the image of God. 
that I'm not just uh, going through life willy-nilly, just trying to just make it by. But I'm trying. I might. I have a goal. I have. A, I have an image that I'm trying to achieve. Not okay with the way I am right now. I'm not okay. And then with living my life the way I am right now, I'm interested in being changed every day. Glory to glory. God, I appreciate your touch on Sunday night. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our worship service, even tonight. Amen. I thank the Lord for his glory. Amen. But that is what I want more of. Not satisfied with just a blessing here and a blessing there. But friend, I want to be as close to the image of God as I can be. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not satisfied, amen, with playing patty cake church for Jesus. We got plenty of those here in the city of Olathe. What we have here at New Life Pentecostal Church is the image of God. When people walk in, amen, the light is shining bright on an uncorrupted image. Hallelujah. 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 Going back, amen, to our text. Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempt ye me, hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought to him a penny. Say unto him, whose is this image and superscription? They said, Caesar's. So render to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and to God things that are God's. Whose image is on the penny? The image that was on the penny was reflecting the one who was the head of state, the one that had, he was the head of the government, the head of, of amen, that particular area. That you have an option. You can render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, or you can not render the things that are belonging to Caesar. I mean, that is your option. You can deal with the consequences later. And the same thing is true for us. When we, when God tries, amen, in his service to impress upon us his image, I mean, we, can, we can yield to it, or we can reject it. We can allow him to put the pressure on us, or we can reject it. But once the image is inscribed upon us, we're not our own. Once you speak in another language, amen, by the unctioning of the Holy Ghost, you're not your own. I mean, you might be able, I mean, you might have value. You might have worth, amen, based on the current economic situation, amen. You might be more valuable today and less valuable tomorrow. You might be more valuable tomorrow, less valuable today. You might want to save yourself for, for a later time where your value becomes greater. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, every penny, amen, that had Caesar's inscription on it, could not decide whether or not they would be used for tax purposes or not. Amen. It was the owner of that penny that got to use it. Amen. And when we are impressed with the image of God, amen, we lose our own will. We lose our own, amen, our own, um, um, we're not 
we lose our own feelings in the matter. Amen. We allow him, amen, to spend us and use us <laughs> as he will. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I don't know about you, amen, but I want to be, I want to have the image of God. I want to portray the image of God. In the light of this world, when the light of the gospel shines on me, shines in the middle of this dark world, I want them to see an image, an an uncorrupted image. Not one that I've created. Not one that I imagined. But after studying and understanding the Word of God and after praying and seeking His face and getting familiar with Him, I can more closely reflect His image. Hallelujah. Jesus, amen, is our perfect example. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through 17. Giving thanks unto the Father, which, by, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? Talking about the son, son of God. Who is he is? The image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him, by him, all things created that are in heaven or in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. He is our source. I mean, he is the prototype. He is the one that we should be copying off of. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus act in this situation? I mean, if you are a part of the church of the living God, I mean, you've been predestinated. If you've been baptized with his spirit, I mean, filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by ever speaking in other tongues, I mean, you are predestinated. I mean, it's the only predestination that we believe. Well, there's another one. We believe that... The church is predestinated to go to heaven. But, amen. The, this predestination that Paul is talking to the Romans about in 8 verse 29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he knows you before you even made. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Amen. He wants us to be like Jesus. He wants us to take on Amen, a dual nature. He wants us, amen, to allow his spirit, amen, to, to shine through us, amen, an uncorrupted image. Hallelujah. 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 Those that are in the church of God should be conformed into his image. The only predestination, amen, is this predestination. Amen. We should become like Jesus when we're born again. If you receive the Spirit of God, you're going to act like Him. You're going to talk like Him. You're going to walk like Him. 
you will become a son of God or a daughter of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, amen, tempted in all areas like we are, yet without sin. He did it so that we can know that we can do it. I believe that. Amen. I believe it. Amen. By the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, through his spirit, amen, we produce and portray a more godly image. Amen. We can distance ourselves further and further, amen, from the darkness of this world and the sins, amen, that pertain unto it. Amen. I believe that God wants to impress upon us, amen, a superscription of his image. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Howard at Admit, this is the reason why it kind of stirred me up. At Admit, he, last night, he told a story about these men, young preachers. I don't know if they're young preachers. Preachers. I think he said about five. I'm not sure if he even knew the exact number. Um, I tried to go back and listen to find out what he was, what he said exactly, and I couldn't find it. But I remember the story that he said. I can, I can retell the story as best as I can remember. But a few preachers got together and decided to go on an extended fast. And at the end of that extended fast, they were in prayer. The Lord spoke to them in prayer and said, uh, through tongues and interpretation, and um, said to him, I'm going to send a mighty revival in America. He said, I'm only going to send revival to those who have my image, who bear my image. And I got to, and, and he, he, almost, he said that in, almost, in passing. He wasn't even, that wasn't even the focal point of his message. I mean, but I, that got a hold of me. And, and that wasn't the first time I heard it. But Elder Johnson, I mean, back in Springs, I mean, one evening, he had heard it, I mean, like the week that it happened. And he recounted the story for the church. And, and I thought of it then. I, God, what is it take? What do I have to do, amen, to look like you, to be like you? And I'm, I'm not talking about just holiness. I know pastors talked about talked to me over the phone um, on the way while he was in Africa, said that he, he's going to be teaching um, classes on holiness, I, I think on like Thursday nights or Tuesday nights, I'm not sure. But it goes beyond just the holiness, amen. We can, holiness is a, is a, is a necessary part of portraying the image of God. Amen. But it's the whole thing. It's everything that this Bible talks about. Amen. Where the blinded eye is healed and where the deaf ear is unstopped. Amen. The mute tongue is loosened. Amen. They can speak. Amen. That is the image of God. Hallelujah. When Jesus walked on earth, amen, the image of the invisible God, as we read in Colossians, Amen. He is the image of the invisible God. What did he do? He sought and saved that which was lost. I mean, he healed the blind. I mean, he, he did all kinds of things. It was more, I mean, than just, than just the physical representation. I mean, but there's a spiritual connotation that we've got to get embedded in our spirit. We've got to reflect him not just physically, but also spiritually. We've got to take on, amen, the, that new man. We've got to become... An, an entirely different person, an entirely new creature. 
I know, I know you've heard this message. I, I know this isn't a fresh uh, uh, burner, but I, what I'm trying to get you is just this old message. I mean, it's still what we need. Hallelujah. I'm not satisfied. Amen. We're just going to church and leaving church. Amen. But when I go to church, I'm looking, God, would you ride on me? Amen. Would you put upon me, amen, uh, uh, just your image, your I want you to portray on me. I want to leave this place looking more like you. I don't, I don't want to look like myself. I want you to write on me. Amen. Paul wrote, amen, I think it was to the Corinthians. He was telling them, says, says you are our epistle. I mean, you, you read through the epistles and talk and read about the churches, amen, and, and their current conditions and all these situations. I mean, those are physical letters that, that the apostles wrote to the churches that, they were, that were under their authority and their care, amen. But when, when Paul wrote to this particular church, he told them, he said, I can't, I can't put it in, I can't put it on paper. I can't explain to you in words, amen, how the, the epistle, amen, but Sister Larissa, you are an epistle, amen, you're a testimony of the work, amen, that God is trying to do in Olathe, Kansas. You are a physical representation of what God is intending to do. Jasmine, you are also an epistle, all unique, all to yourself, amen, but a part of the broader picture of what God wants to do. Written not with ink, he said, but with the Spirit of God. It wasn't written, amen, with pen and paper. It wasn't written, amen, in the Word of God, amen. But today, amen, there are still epistles being written. Hallelujah. Today, amen, in 2018 in Olathe, Kansas, amen, God is still, amen, authoring, amen, and talking, amen, to the city, the people in the city of Olathe through his epistles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're reflecting, amen, an image, amen, much greater than our own. Amen, an image, amen, of an incorruptible, beautiful, awesome, mighty, powerful God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, friend. Amen. But I want I want him, amen, just to ride it on me. Do what you got to do, God. Change me, God. Let your spirit move across me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Sister Becca. Amen. Amen. You could come up and play. Change the, amen, Romans chapter 1, verse 23, and change the glory of an uncorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man. If we're not careful, amen, we can, we can yield to uh, the images that are, that are being portrayed by those people around us. Amen. But we've got a more perfect image. We've got an image that's more closely representing the God that we serve. Hallelujah. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into his image, into his image. We all are looking in the glass. Every day that I wake up, every day, amen, that I look in the mirror, I want God, God, do I look like you today? God, will you change me? Would you mold me? Would you inscribe upon me the things, the attributes that are more like you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want this to be a downer. I don't want this to be something that, that is, uh, oh, God, I want you to forgive me. And all. No, I, God needs to move in this place tonight. 
He needs to breathe through us tonight. We need to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance tonight. We need to allow the Holy Ghost, amen, to come and baptize us all over again and let the image of God, amen, be revealed in us. Oh, I don't know about you, friend. Amen. But I'm interested in God's spirit. Amen. Speaking through me. Working through me. Doing things. Amen. In this last day of revival. Amen. You can come to these altars. Amen. But please don't just cry. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's allow the spirit of God. Amen. To shake us and to change us. Oh, Jesus. My, 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 my God. Holy Spirit, we need you, Jesus. I want to be more like you, Jesus.